You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this uh, Wednesday, September 30th. Off and rolling, right? Now that's more like it. Just the way you draw it up. Good morning. Welcome in. How is everybody feeling on this Wednesday morning? Of course, this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Lots to do today. This Wednesday edition. Who am I kidding? We're going to spend an hour talking about the Yankees. You know that. I know that. Why pretend? Why lie? Why Why make it out like we're going to do other things, right? If you want to talk about them too, well, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter. On Instagram, at Gordon Damer, we'll have a daily poll question today. Today is Wednesday, so we do have an abbreviated version, an abbreviated edition of headlines. So, I mean, a ton of stuff to do in just the one little hour. But where to begin? Where to begin? No, we're not going to begin with the Twins losing again in the postseason. The Twins! The Twins lose in the postseason? Get out of town! That town being Minnesota, apparently. As as bad as things are, and as much as we complain in this town about how bad things are, imagine losing 17 straight playoff games. If there were ever, forget it, if the Yankees ever lost 17 playoff games in a row, you would turn on the station, you would turn on this station, and it would just be people screaming. They wouldn't even be screaming words. You would just let's go to Steve in the car. Ah! All right, Steve, thanks for the call. Here's Mike in the Bronx. Ah! They wouldn't even be able to have any vocabulary at all to just uh, describe 17 in a row. Now watch the Astros make a run, right? Watch them make a run. No, we're going to we're not going to talk about the the Twins or we're not going to talk about the the A's? The A's lost the playoff game. Wow, that is shocking. No. Today, I think we are going to be clear of any Giants or Jets talk. We'll take a break from them today, and God knows we could use a break from them today. We always have Thursday to look forward to. And if the, if the I will say this again, if the Jets do lose the Broncos and, what is it, Brian Rippon? I can't even remember Rippon's first name. Vic Fangio even referred to him as Mark Rippon. If if they do lose the Broncos, Adam Gase absolutely deserves to be fired. Of course, I said that last year after they lost the Bengals and then uh, they went on a little run. No, no, no. We're not going to focus on any of those things. I think, I don't know, I think we probably should focus on the Yankees. Because last night, I don't know if you realized, but the Yankees are back. The Yankees are rolling. The Yankees of Garrett Cole. The Yankees of Aaron Judge. The Yankees of Labor Torres. The Yankees of my man, my personal favorite, the gritty, the gutty, the dynamo that is Brett Gardner, playoff superstar. The Yankees of the patron saint of base hits, DJ LeMahieu, American League MVP. The Yankees of Luke Voigt. The Yankees of Aaron Hicks. Oh, what a night! What a night! And 
A lot of times you go into games, you go into playoff games, you go into playoff matchups, and you think, well, look at this matchup, right? Look at this team and that team, and this is the way it's going to go, and it doesn't go that way. And it certainly did not go that way last night. So, you know, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but apparently the uh, Yankee game was not the only thing going on last night. Apparently the pres- there was some sort of presidential debate. Did, did you hear about this? I don't know if you heard about it. I don't know if anybody brought it up to you. But the presidential debate took place last night, and much like the Jets and Giants, something we're not going to be talking about, but people kept tweeting out, you know, if you hear this phrase or you hear that phrase, take a drink. Take a drink if you hear this phrase, or take a drink if you got that phrase. Well, I'm going to propose, now, if you're, if you're driving, obviously don't do this, but if you're, if, you're, if you're just sitting around, and I don't know why you would be sitting around at 5.04 uh, in the morning, but... Over the course of the day, if you want to have a little fun, I would say listen to the station all day. I mean, there's no reason to go anywhere else. We got the Yankees tonight. We'll have the NBA Finals tonight, which they're apparently going to still play. I mean, the Lakers are clearly going to win, right? I mean, nobody nobody's debating that. It's the Lakers are going. It's just a matter of how many games they win it. But we have you know the K Show, Rick, Chris, and Dave, Barton, Hahn, all these shows, right? You should take a drink every time you hear the phrases. That's why you paid him $324 million. How many times do you think you will hear the phrase? If you listen to the station all day long today, how long do you, how many times in the court, what's the over-under? A billion? I think it's a billion. I went on FanDuel, and I think they had it as a billion. That's why you pay him $324 million, or some other variation of that, right? That's why you got him. You got him for big playoff starts like this. Anytime you hear that phrase, take a drink. Now, you probably have alcohol poisoning by about 3 o'clock, but, you know, within reason, you know? Uh, Also, this is what the Yankees were missing, right, in in reference to Garrett Cole. Take a drink every time you hear that. Anytime you hear the playoffs is a brand-new season. Take a drink or the playoffs are a clean slate. Take a drink. And also, anytime you hear the phrase, flip the switch. Flip the switch, I think, might be the one. I think probably that's why you paid him $324 million. That's probably the one that you will hear the most over the course of the day. But you are going to hear those phrases a lot today because the Yankees went out last night. And they're not just, they didn't just win. They didn't just absolutely destroy the American League Cy Young this year. Most importantly, I think they look like the Yankees. That's what the Yankees are supposed to look like. And, you know, we can, we'll get into all of it. 1-800-919-ESPN at 1-800-919-3776. I think that it all kind of started with their approach at the plate. Garrett Cole was amazing last night. It is the reason why you got him exactly the way you draw it up, right? When you, when the, when you got the news that the Yankees had signed Garrett Cole, you thought about, and I know it's not October yet, but close enough, you thought about October starts where he goes out there, takes the ball, and you never really have to think about it until the 7th, 8th, or ninth inning. And that's what he did last night. So that was fantastic. But for me, as a Yankee fan, I have watched the last three postseasons where the offense, for whatever reason, just does not click. And to me, the number one thing that the Yankees have to get right over the course of the day, uh, over the course of this series, over the course of uh, you know the night tonight, all the playoff run for however long it lasts is is making sure that they score runs somewhat in line with the way they score runs during the regular season. 
for all the talk about starting pitching and aces and bullpens, we've been down this road a thousand times. The reason why the Yankees have not gone further in the postseason is they have not been able to come up with clutch hits with runners in scoring position late in games, and we've seen it time and time and time again. So I thought that last night, great approach at the plate. Now, the home plate ump, who I forgot his name, I wrote it down, and I can't read my writing, had a very tight strike zone, apparently has the reputation of having a very tight strike zone. But I'll tell you what, I'm sure you know every ump misses a pitch here or there. He called strikes, strikes, and he called balls, balls. That's it. That's it. That was what it came down to. So he might have the reputation of having a tight strike zone, but I thought he was actually calling what the strike zone was. And that one pitch early on, the Bieber, it was like off the, 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 the plate a little bit into the uh, left-handed batter's box. And he thought it was a strike, started to move towards like, oh, this is a strikeout. But it was clearly off the plate. And the Yankees last night had a mastery of the strike zone. They stayed patient. They worked counts. They got Bieber's pitch count up even in the very first inning, and they hammered mistakes, and that's what you want to see out of the Yankee. You know, nobody doubts the potential of the Yankee order. You take a look at the order, even without Gary Sanchez or even without Clint Frazier, that's a lineup that there's not really any soft spots outside of uh, Higashioka. So I've seen that people thought that the Yankees played angry last night, that they played, um, you know, this way or that way. I kind of felt like they played relaxed. They were focused. They weren't lackadaisical. But they did not seem like a team that was putting pressure on themselves. And to me, the most important part of the game, and want to hear from you, 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, and Garrett Cole will be a major focus. He was awesome. And Glaber going four for four, fantastic. Got to get him going. And Gardner getting the start. My man. Brett. That, his, I refer to him as Brett, my man, Gardner. That's how I refer to him. Uh, and at this point, I really think probably Clint Frazier for, probably should retire. I mean, he's never he's never going to see the light of day again. But to me, the key of the game last night was Aaron Judge. Fourth pitch of the game, and it's already 2-0 against, you know, the best pitcher on the planet. And I feel like that home run allowed the Yankees to breathe. I think it made uh, Aaron Judge you know, it made it feel like okay, we're often you know we're often running. This is this, this game. We're not gonna. It's not gonna be the fifth inning, and we're still looking to score a run. Boom! One mistake, bang! Home run, two nothing. And I felt like that home run uh, impacted Bieber as well. Now I don't know. Maybe he was just off last night. Maybe he's just uh, you know, uh, I guess maybe a little bit inflated the product of pitching against the NL and AL Central. I don't know. But he had an amazing year, and maybe. Even if Judge does not hit that home run, he still would not have been able to pitch anywhere close to what he pitched like during the regular season. But I felt like that home run, that one mistake, he was way too cautious the rest of the night, almost like trying to avoid contact, afraid to miss inside the zone. And, you know, you hear all the stats about Bieber. He allowed 14 runs the entire season. He made 12 starts and allowed 14 runs over the entire year. And he gave up seven and four and two-thirds last night. So, look, great start for the Yankees. You want to get it finished tonight because the last thing you want is that uh, a do-or-die game three with Jay Happ on the mound. I think at this point, after winning the way you did last night, considering who you were going up against, there's almost an assumption, well, that's the way it's going to be. Let's No one 
I think, is surprised that the Yankees went out and did what they did offensively last night. And I saw that uh, no ESPN analyst, I think it was, uh, picked the Yankees to win the World Series. And I don't believe in jinxes or curses or juju. But I like that, that nobody's picking you, right? Uh, but I don't think that anyone's all that shocked that what the Yankees did last night, maybe it's the level, you know, the, the pitcher they were going up against, that they were able to do that. Everyone knows the Yankee order is capable of doing that. That's where the frustration comes from, right? Year after year, you have all these big names, all these big guys in the lineup, and they don't produce for whatever reason. I think what people doubt, and I think that even now I probably still doubt myself, is whether or not they can do that, not the 12 runs per se, not four home runs per se, but sharp at bats, getting to pitchers early, getting into guys' bullpen early, uh, not allowing starting pitchers to get settled or have inning after innings, one, two, three. It's about going out there and doing it day after day because this postseason is going to fly by even if you're making a deep run because you're going to be playing pretty much every single day, especially if you do make it to the next round of the division series. So to me, you know, 2020, the Yankees, the story of the 2020 Yankees so far has not been incompetence or, or, or not being able to perform at all. It's been about not doing it on a consistent basis enough, right? They win 10 games. They start off the season red hot, fall into a lull, win 10 games in a row, slump again before the season ends. Now can they, now that the playoffs are here and they have flipped the switch, Will they be able to do this on a regular basis, and can they finish this series off tonight? Oh, my goodness. What a night, huh? And it was it was a playoff win filled with highlights, and it, it allowed you to enjoy it. So often, these playoff games, you really can't enjoy them while they're going on, right? It's so tension, there's so much tension and pressure and, and bats coming down, the drama, and it's great. It's great when you win and it's over and you can oh, take a breath, you know, take a little bit of a breather. But generally during these playoff games, a lot of times you're, you're biting your nails, you know, you're, you're pulling your hair out. Not last night. Not last night, thanks to Garrett Cole, who was uh, just what the doctor were. I mean, you could not possibly draw it up any better than the way the Yankees got it last night. Now, it's only one win. And as I tweeted out last night, you know, when you're watching – the what was it? The seventh inning where the Yankees scored uh, a bunch of runs there. I think they scored five, four or five runs there. That uh, you know you put up twelve runs, knowing the Yankees and knowing twenty twenty, it would not shock me at all if they go out and get shut out tonight by uh, Carlos Carrasco, right? Like you, you you score all these runs in one game, and especially when Stanton goes deep. When 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 it's eleven uh, two and and John Carlos Stanton's going deep you know that there's a good possibility that uh, they don't get any runs tonight. So let's hope that's not the case. But Garrett Cole was absolutely dominant last night. 13 strikeouts, no walks. I mean, what else can you say? And, and mostly, what I would say is thank God. Thank God the Yankees scored runs for him. Thank God he pitched like that. Because otherwise, just, I mean, I think Yankee fans know this. Maybe non-Yankee fans don't. If he had pitched poorly last night, if he had gone five innings and given up three runs and left with the game not yet really decided, you would have heard all postseason, if the Yankees advance, all postseason, all offseason, that's what you purchase? Boy, oh boy, that's a, that's a lot of money for a guy who only gives you three runs. If it goes five innings, gives you three runs. That's not what the Yankees envisioned when they bought, you know, when they paid all that money. 
But now you don't have to hear that, at least until his next start. And he has to, this is not fair, but this is just the way it is. The Yankees have to go out and win a World Series, and he has to be a major reason why. I mean, that's the only, that's the only way you're not going to hear that kind of talk. So at least for one start, and who knows how many starts he's going to make. You know, if you get into it, hopefully the Yankees can wrap this up quickly here, move on to the division series where he can start game one, and then with the format being this year, the way it is, I guess you, I mean, if the, if the series goes deep, you know, uh, let's get to that when we get to that, maybe. Um, but certainly last night, he could not have been better. And uh, there was no bait and switch there, right? 13 Ks, seven innings, no walks. So um, g- great stuff from Garrett Cole. And really, there, there's not one guy that you would say there was bad stuff from anybody. Every, everybody was great last night. So as good as you feel right now, I'd rather not have a do-or-die game three. So let's hope tonight Tanaka goes out and his playoff Tanaka. And what is playoff Tanaka? He has simply put in his Yankee career one of the most dominating postseason pitchers in the postseason. Eight starts, 46 innings, an ERA of 1.76, 37 strikeouts, 11 walks. I mean, that's playoff Tanaka. So let's hope that that's the case. But, of course, the Indians went into last night thinking that uh, Shane Bieber was going to be regular season Shane Bieber, and he uh, was com- was completely not. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. The poll question. Oh, I did not mention the poll question. Poll question's up for today. It's on Twitter, on uh, at Gordon Damer. Which phrase do you think you will hear the most on Sports Talk Radio today in regards to the Yankees? A, that's why you pay him $324 million. I mean, you are going to hear that phrase quite a bit. B, the playoffs are a new season. All the struggles of the regular season. You can put those behind you because the playoffs, if you haven't heard, are a new season. Number three, the Yankees flipped the switch. They were so inconsistent during the regular season. But last night, that switch was flipped. Or D, the Yankees looked like the Yankees. I think I've used that one a few times today, so maybe I'm falling into the, the crutch as well. I would think based on the fact that Garrett Cole was such a major focus last night and there were so many different offensive players who came through that a lot of the focus is going to be on Garrett Cole because he was the big free agent acquisition and uh, performed exactly what you'd like. So if I had a vote, I would say that's why you pay $324 million. But at least so far, everybody's at like 25%. So uh, maybe we'll have a close one today. So you can vote on the poll question. It's on Twitter. At Gordon Damer. All right, uh, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Go out to uh, Ozzy is in West Point. Ozzy. Gordon, good morning. How you doing? Uh, Michael oh, K. Trivia Champion. Thank you, Ozzy. I am Michael K. Show Trivia Champion, Gordon Damer. I appreciate that. What do you got for me? So I'm just calling about DJ LeMayhew. He is like the ultimate catalyst. He, is, he starts the office. He's the engine that gets that thing going. Uh, he is amazing. He is the machine made overseas, and he came to the United States and found dipping uh, not a good, you know, not a good thing to do. But whatever, he is the machine that keeps the the engine running. I like to refer to him as the patron saint of base hits. Uh, that's uh, how I view uh, DJ LeMayhew. I pray to him every single night, and he uh, he always comes through. He always answers my prayers in an affirmative way. So, now look, DJ. Le- I mean, how great of a signing was that? I mean, at the time, I thought it was an interesting signing. I never would have expected he would have performed like he has here. I mean, he has been, in both seasons, 
one of the most impactful players on the team. I mean, with all the time the judge has missed and all the time that Stanton has missed, he's been, if you had to take both seasons together, he's been the Yankees MVP. He's been great. Well, I agree, and I think that uh, the Yankees signed him for, you know, a cushy two-year deal. Yeah. He just sang himself into at least at least a three, maybe four-year deal. I, I don't remember his age, but... I think he's 32. There's no way that we can let this guy go. He is. He plays, you know, he's a versatile player. He plays a bunch of different positions. He is, like, he's an awesome player. And when I'm always skeptical with the Yankees getting National League players, but, like, he, he is completely proving me wrong. And uh, I, I think at least a three-year extension here, and he's definitely, he. I think he earned it. And yep. uh, hopefully we go all the way. Yeah, well, look, I mean, he is 32 years old, so I think the Yankees will, uh, you know, want to be a, you know, I don't think they're going to offer him some five-year deal. And, I, you know, I don't get the sense that he's a guy, uh, and Ozzy, thanks for the call, I don't think he's a guy that's going to look to be, uh, you know, breaking the bank. I think he probably wants fair market value, and uh, and rightfully so, because, look, he was awesome last year, right? He was awesome last year for the Yankees in 2019. This year he's been even better. I, again, he is the American League MVP. Now, he's not going to win it, but he should be the American League MVP. And more so than winning the batting title, which he did do, he led the American League, if not, maybe not all of baseball, but he definitely led the American League at OPS, on base plus slugging. That's a far more impactful stat than batting average. So he, he has been fantastic. He he is, and the reason why he would be the MVP is he doesn't just do it offensively; he does it defensively. He's a Gold Glove caliber player. What you need me to play third base today? Okay, fine. You need me to play first base? Okay, fine. Play second base? Play it at a Gold Glove level. So uh, to me, he has been uh, a, a more impactful player offensively. He plays a more demanding position defensively. So that's not to say that Jose Ramirez, the White Sox guys, that they didn't have great seasons. Now, I know he's not going to win it, but he should win it. And especially given all the injuries the Yankees have had to deal with again this year, the last two years. Now, you're not going to factor in last year, this year's MVP. But no, he he should be the American League MVP, but won't be. Because unless it's clear cut, it, it will never go to a Yankee. But we know. You know. I know. We just won't get. He won't get the recognition that uh, he deserves. All right, let's go to Eli in Queens. Eli, what's going on, my man? Yeah, how's it going, Gordon? Listen, man, it's uh, it was a sigh of relief yesterday just to not see Adam uh, Adavino in the game. <laughs> you know, with the playoff uh, history he has, but uh, I think uh, Judge really uh, set the stage yesterday. I think that was the most important hit yesterday. Was that two run? You know, blast. Absolutely. Listen. Yeah, if we would have gotten into a a pitcher's duel, I don't know if we would have won that game. We needed to, you know, get runs early, and that's exactly what they did. And you know, it was, he set the stage, I think, as a and he's, you know, in the playoffs. Judge is kind of coming, you know, being the hero here because uh, the guy in the playoffs, he's, he's I like the way he plays in the playoffs. He's he's not the best when it comes to staying on the field, but. He's becoming uh, the clutch player the Yankees need. Yeah, no, I mean he he's been I mean he's been good in the playoffs. I don't think he's been you know he hasn't had um, you know that postseason that he's just been the focus exclusively. You know where he like carries the team. 
But, you know, he performs in the playoffs kind of how he performs in the regular season. You know what I mean? He, you don't see any decline of him in the postseason, even in the short sample size of the postseason. And, you know, for, for Bieber, maybe the one thing I know that I did not really factor in, and Eli, thanks for the call, you know, last night was his first postseason start. So, you know, maybe the nerves a little bit. And I would think for a guy who's going, you know, sometimes players, it doesn't really impact them. It's just the same old thing. And I think experience does sometimes get a little overrated when we're looking at series or this thing or that thing. But I do think you want to be able to settle into your groove. And a lot of times, great pitchers, if you don't get them, get to them early, you don't get them late. So the Yankees and Judge's home run didn't allow Bieber to ever get into that groove. So I don't know if it's if it was the type of thing where that home run impacted him for the rest of the game. It certainly seemed that way, but maybe even if he didn't hit even if they didn't get that home run, he was just off last night for whatever reason, just didn't feel comfortable for whatever reason. But it certainly seemed like sitting at home watching the game, that home run coming as quickly as it did, I can tell you he never looked like anybody competing for an American League Cy Young from that point on. It seemed like he was nibbling a lot did not uh, attack hitters in the same way after that. And um, that that's what you want, right? There was no – you get into these games sometimes, and if you fail to score in the first or second inning, at least for the Yankees, I feel like they, they, they feel that pressure and they keep pressing and pressing and pressing. There was no pressing last night. It was a nice, easy, breezy, uh, cool win. And uh, hopefully they can get another one tonight. <laughs> Sticked aside by Carlson, who finds Marshall with an earway. Fights through Zuccarello, but loses the puck in the process. And Pionk, he loses to Carlson, who fires a shot. Saved by Lundqvist. Rebound! Another huge save by a diving Lundqvist. Oh, Donnie Pucks. Don LaGreca the call. Yeah, you, I threw you, didn't I? I threw you. You figured moment of inspiration. He's going to play another Yankee highlight. No, no. No. I, I like when everybody thinks you're going to zig, you have to zag. The Rangers uh, obviously are buying out Henrik Lundqvist's contract, so his uh, time with the Rangers, which is not really a surprise. It's so much not a surprise, even I knew it was going to happen. So that tells you it was really not a shock at all. But what a career he had, and uh, I don't know if he's going to go anyplace else, but uh, 15 seasons, uh, you know, all the trips to the, po- uh, the postseason, and Vesna Trophy, and all the, uh, you know, all the accomplishments, and mostly uh, you know, also to be thrown in there, also always a class act. So uh, congratulations to, you know, it always ends badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. But uh, what a run Henrik Lundqvist had. So our moment of inspiration goes out to him and uh, his time with the uh, the Blue Shirts. But, of course, today is Wednesday. We've been focused in a lot on the Yankees, but we threw in some hockey there. I'm a, I'm a big, huge hockey guy. It's right. My hockey fandom is right uh, below my uh, fandom for uh, the gritty and gutty Brett Gardner. But it is Wednesday. So that means, of course, we always have to do headlines. Today's headlines. Extra, extra. All right, we'll have an abbreviated version today, so I don't, uh, so Brian doesn't get the chance to uh, make me late again. As he always, it's always his fault. First headline: the MTA has, and, and Debbie brought this one to my attention. The MTA has formally banned defecating on the subway. New, that's a new rule. Extra, you, you, extra. You, apparently, you could have done that before, and there would not have been any repercussions. I, who knew? Uh, the new rules are targeted at minimizing health risks. Subject, uh, you would be subject to a $100 fine for creating a nuisance. Is that what we're calling? I mean, what a perversion of the English language that is. Creating a nuisance. 
I can't wait till my wife. Well, no, sweetie, we can't uh, leave just yet. I got to go upstairs to the master bath and uh, create a nuisance. All right, moving on. Extra, extra. Elon Musk says that, that he won't take coronavirus uh, vaccine and calls Bill Gates a knucklehead. Well, look, I'm sure Bill Gates can't be too happy about that. And I've uh, seen already his uh, his spokesman has responded by calling a Musk uh, a poopy pants, a poopy pants. All right, moving on. Extra, extra. And then the third story that I saw this morning, because I forgot to do headlines yesterday when I usually do them, R.J. Barrett is lighting it up inside the Knicks bubble. Well, that really should not come as much of a shock because who's he playing against? The Knicks. Everybody lights them up. All right, moving on to Florida Man. Extra, extra. Florida Man seen firing a gun through his own windshield during road rage incident. That'll prove it to, right? What better way to make your point than to fire a gun at your own car? Uh, Next one. Extra, extra. Florida Man sent to jail over fight over milk. Extra, extra. There we go. Florida man sent to jail after fight with girlfriend. She tried to throw away his pizza. Extra, extra. Uh, you know, I don't know all the details of the case, but I feel like that pizza part makes a very... Uh, if I were on the jury, I love Pizza Boy. Uh, Florida woman cited for keeping raccoons as pets. She calls them her babies. Extra, extra. Yeah, your babies have rabies. That's the problem. That's generally not a problem with actual babies. A Florida man CEO claims that monster truck shows are a necessity during the pandemic. Extra, extra. Florida man in his underwear strikes Florida sheriff's deputy in the face with the Bible while screaming, I condemn you. He was arrested and then pooped himself. Extra, extra. That's a busy day. I mean, it's not exactly uh, Jim Valvano's laugh, cry and think, but uh, yeah, look, it goes a different direction. But uh, you're running around in your underwear. You throw a Bible in the face of a deputy screaming, I condemn you. And then you get arrested and poop yourself. You know, when your wife, when you get home, when you when you make bail and you get home, your wife says, well, what happened today? Well, sweetie, you're going to want to sit down for this. Uh, that is a very busy day. Jam packed, jam packed headline. And then Flor- uh, I think this is finally. Is this finally? Yes, finally. Florida man suing McDonald's claims that he was injured by a chicken McNugget. Extra, extra. All right, that is going to be it for headlines. Abbreviated today because, look, the focus is the New York Yankees. Doesn't it feel better? Doesn't it feel just good? You wake up, you know, you got a nice little cool, tidy Yankee win last night. Oh, the Yankees take it to the Indians. They take it to uh, Shane Bieber. And they take game one of their best of three series. So game two is tonight. Of course, it's a game we will have right here on 98.7 FM. Coverage gets underway following the K-Show. So the K-Show ends at 7. We pick up coverage at 7. And, of course, tonight you have the opening of the NBA Finals, which for some reason they're still going to play. I'm not exactly sure why because I'm sorry. You don't need to really follow that much. The, the, The Heat, the Miami Heat are not beating the Lakers. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know what the odds are. But I, I, I put uh, some money on the uh, Lakers when the, the, the season restarted, and uh, I cashed out already. I, I, took the, I took the money and ran. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not taking uh, any chances with my cash. But the, the, I, clearly, the, they're going to still play it. And they will be playing it tonight on 10.50 a.m. And then the coverage, once uh, the Yankee coverage is over, it'll pop over to our station. But today, it is a Wednesday. It is, the, of course, the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. So today, what do we focus on today? We focus on the Yankees because uh, that's the team that we we had a day where we could just avoid talking about the Jets or Giants 
And it's only about, you know, I heard that promo there with Steve Young. I can't wait until later in the season we can start having the debates about do the Jets and Giants both take, is is, uh, Justin Fields number two to the Giants and Trevor Lawrence number one to the Jets, or is it flip-flop? Which way is it going to go? So we avoided the Jets and Giants today. We'll we'll focus on them tomorrow, right, because we have the Thursday night game. Oh, looking forward to that one, huh? Isn't that going to be a barn burner? And uh, the fate, of course, of Adam Gaze, which has been probably the most talked about topic on the station here. But the Yankees, we have the Yankees. And last night, the Yankees looked like the Yankees. And they went out there and did what they were supposed to do. No bait and switch in the purchase of Garrett Cole. He went out there and did what he was supposed to do. Aaron Judge got the Yankees started. Glaber Torres, four for four. Even uh, my own personal dynamo, Brett Gardner, the gritty, the gutty playoff superstar, Brett Gardner. Told you he should start over Clint Frazier. The patron saint of base hits, DJ LeMayhew, uh, Luke Voigt, Aaron Hicks. Everybody was uh, part of the equation last night. Even Giancarlo Stanton. So I'm sure you're going to be hearing a lot of phrases today, and that ties into the poll question about uh, what phrase do you think you'll hear the most over the course of the station today. Bad day for Yankee haters. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a bad day. Now, they're going to lie and wait. You know, the Omars in Brooklyn, all the people that hate the Yankees, they're going to lie and wait, hoping somehow the Yankees lose tonight or hoping they lose somewhere along the way. And if they do, well, then they'll pipe up and tell you, though, this is why you lost, that's why you lost, all these things. But over the course of the day today, you're going to hear these phrases quite a bit, such as, that's why you paid them $324 million. You'll hear that one a lot. Uh, the playoffs are a new season. It's the postseason, right? It's not the regular season. It's a brand new season. All the, the, the problems and issues of the regular season, those are now in the rear view, and it's a clean slate. And the playoffs are a new season. They flipped the switch. You're going to hear that one a lot over the course of the shows today. And then, of course, the Yankees. I have, I've even used this one. The Yankees look like the Yankees. So you can vote on the poll question. Which phrase do you think you will hear the most over the course of the day? And uh, do we have any sound, Brian? You have some sound? All right, let's play a little uh, Garrett Cole because he was one of the real heroes last night. At what point? I think this is A-Rod asking him the question. At what point did you know you had your A-game? Um, I, I think it's after you get through that, mm-hmm. you know, first time through the order, first, second inning, um, you know, I, I think you get a good gauge of, of what you got. Uh, I think that you certainly are prepared to navigate through whatever you need to if you, if you don't have the A game. Uh, you, you hash out some, you know, some rough game plans in terms of if something's not working or whatnot, um, you know, but we were able to stick to our strengths and you could feel the energy just kind of hanging on every pitch regardless of the score i think you saw that and and uh you know the way you know our guys brought the intensity and and really the way they did too so all right so there's garrett cole and he is going to be a major focus because he's the big off-season acquisition and you you got him for starts like last night and all those cliches that i'm sure i'm sure you're going to hear to me the key of last night's game was uh, the first inning And so often we get lost in the weeds a lot of times when teams lose in the postseason. Any team loses in the postseason. Everything gets blamed, especially when you have high expectations like the Yankees, right? I'm sick of this, right? Every single year they they get into the playoffs and they lose. I'm sick of it. You're sick of making the playoffs every single year. I get it. There's frustration. But when the Yankees lose, everything gets blamed 100% of the time. But the primary issue with the Yankees over the last few years has not been starting pitching. It has not been the ace. It has not been uh, even you know the bullpen per, per se. They've had issues. But no, primarily it's been the offense. The Yankee offense in the regular season looks like one thing. 
And then the Yankee offense in the uh, postseason looks like that meme about Wish.com, right? Like you order things like what you think it's going to look like, and then you actually get it from Wish.com, and that's what it ends up looking like. That's the Yankee offense in October. It doesn't look like the offense during the regular season and all the different reasons for that. Well, it's home run or nothing. Well, look, they hit home runs last night, and they did it, at least a couple of them, against the guy who is clearly going to win the American League Cy Young this uh, year. So I thought they had a great approach at the plate. I thought the home plate up last night did a fantastic job, had a tight strike zone, but called strike strikes and didn't allow pitchers to kind of expand that zone any. So, And he had that one pitch early on, as I mentioned, that Bieber thought it was a strikeout, started to move towards like, all right, it's a strikeout, I'm going to walk around the mound. And it was not a strike. And the Yankees had a mastery of the strike zone last night. They stayed patient, they worked counts, and they hammered mistakes. So uh, I thought that that was actually an Aaron Judge's home run to me, that was the key of the game. Getting that 2 nothing lead, taking on the best pitcher on the planet, not allowing him to settle into any kind of groove that you thought maybe he might at home, you know, coming off this amazing season. You get that home run, and I think it allowed, you know, when you watch Judge going around first base, it looked like he, you know, kind of take a little sigh of relief. I felt like that allowed the, the rest of the hitters and getting that early lead allowed them to have a little bit of a sigh of relief. And who knows, maybe it allowed Garrett Cole to have a little bit of a sigh of relief as well. Uh, because it certainly, it seemed like, made Shane Bieber cautious the rest of the night, right? Trying to avoid contract, trying to, you know, afraid to uh, miss inside the zone. And after the year that he had, and putting up a performance like that last night, that was an all-time stinker, right? Seven runs, four and two-thirds, and, and Garrett Cole... He does not have to hear, at least if the Yankees do advance, he will not have to hear about, well, you know, you paid all this money for this guy and he didn't perform. He went out and performed last night, 13 strikeouts, no walk, seven innings. Simply put, last night could not have gone any better for the Yankees. And now, I don't think that anyone is all that shocked that the Yankees did what they did last night. The real question comes is, you know, over the course of this season, can they keep doing that? Not, you know, to the extent of 12 runs and four home runs and all that type of stuff, but can they continue to put up runs, continue to work starting pitchers, get into the bullpen and all those kind of things, and now do it on a consistent basis? That was the one thing that was missing from the Yankee year. Either they looked great or they looked horrible, and sometimes one day after the next. So it's great that they got the win last night. It was an essential win to get especially with Garrett Cole on the map. Could you imagine the level of panic that would be going on after a loss if Garrett Cole had not pitched well? I mean, the amount of, of bile that would be flowing through the streets would be off the charts, but you don't have to worry about that. And hopefully Yankees can go out tonight and just wrap this up, right? Put, it, put the hammer down again, get to Carlos Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco early, and, uh, you know, let playoff Tanaka perform like playoff Tanaka. That's that. That's the game plan, and we'll see if it goes according to plan. Now, I did say that uh, there was a couple of things that uh, A-Rod said last night, one that I completely agree with and one that I completely disagree with. The one, he said, you know, keep the lineup exactly the same. I would completely agree. I would absolutely buy that. Yeah. I mean, you, you go out there and you did what you did last night, and everybody looked relaxed and everybody looked... On point. I mean, who did not do it? Everybody did something last night. So I would keep the lineup exactly the same. I wouldn't make any switches. Oh, well, what about Gary Sanchez? What about Gary Sanchez? If the Yankees win tonight in advance of the division series or even advance of the championship series, 
everybody, I would think, because the games are going to be one after another, everybody's going to get the chance to perform. It doesn't have to be, you know, this time of year is not about, you know, getting into people's feelings and making them feel secure. It's about producing. And I don't see any reason after the, the, the game that you put up last night why you would be making any changes. It's not about let's, let's get Gary in there to make him feel good about himself. He'll get his chance. He'll get his opportunities. If you win this series and you move on to you know, a, a longer series, he'll have more than enough opportunities because you're going to be playing every day and Higashioka is not going to be catching every day. He, he might catch Cole every single time. I wouldn't certainly move that. I wouldn't change that in any way. But Gary Sanchez will get his opportunities. And coming off, coming off the season that Gary Sanchez had, you know, it's almost like beggars can't be choosers, man. The season was terrible. This is not the time to try to get Gary Sanchez right. You hope that when he gets his opportunities, and it doesn't have to be every single time, one big hit. That's all it will take to, to kind of get his season turned around and maybe to a certain extent. Now, the, the regular season was so bad, I don't think you can completely wash that away. But the uh, postseason, allow, you know, you get one big hit. That's what people remember primarily. So what about Gary Sanchez or what about Clint Frazier? I'd say they will get their opportunity. Frazier, I'm a little worried about. Now Now that Gardner came up with big hits last night, they're just going to trot him out there every – it doesn't matter. He could go 0 for 100. Clint Frazier at this point might uh, be better off retiring because <laughs> he's not, he's not going to see the light of day. The other one that A-Rod said yesterday, the lineup I agree with completely. The other one was that the home run by Stanton late in the game – that now takes the pressure off. Now he can just kind of go out there and see the ball and hit the ball. And now, you know, you've kind of released the beast, right? Because Stanton is a beast. And uh, now he's going to be able to just kind of relax and do his thing. And I, I don't see that being uh, the case at all. Uh, you know, when you're up, uh, what was he? Were they up 10-2, 11-2 at that point? I mean, that, that's, that actually, I think, maybe not for the hitter, but for the fan – kind of feeds more into the narrative. What's the narrative? It's not that Stanton, well, he's hurt a lot. That's one of the narratives. But one of the other ones is that he only hits home runs when the game doesn't matter. And last night he hit a home run, hit a, I mean, just an absolute, sh- I mean, that was a rocket. So you see that, that the ability is there. This is not a question of um, uh, of him being hurt or anything like that. So you know that it was there, but this is not Tyler Wade. This is not uh, Higashioka. This is the cleanup hitter. So I don't think that last night him hitting some meaningless home run uh, means really anything because I think it was the second at bat. It certainly seemed like he was still pressing there. So, look, for him, maybe his mindset changes now and he does relax. I think that still remains to be seen. But I don't think that that takes any pressure, at least from the fan base, from uh, you know Yankee fans wanting to see this guy produce. Last night, that home run doesn't change anything. All right, we're almost out of time. Let's hear from uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, how did it feel to get the Yankees off to the good start with the home run early? Aaron Judge. It's a special feeling, you know, especially against the guys, you know, most likely going to win the Cy Young this year. You know, it's, it's a special moment, but I just want to go out there and try to set the tone. You know, I know DJ was going to get on for me, and I just wanted to, you know, if I got a mistake, you know, don't miss it. And uh, just kind of set the tone for the team of, you know, what we're going to do this postseason. Yeah, and, and look, as great as LeMahieu is, as important as it is to get Glaber Torres going, each and every guy, Luke Voigt has been fantastic. All those things are important. No one is more impactful to the Yankee lineup than Aaron Judge. Even better than the patron saint of base hits, DJ LeMayu. So seeing Judge, even though it was only one hit, 
it was that was a big hit. That, and that really kind of set the tone for the night. So we'll see you tomorrow starting at 5. 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.